So, Victoria, welcome uh, to our first virtual uh, event uh, on this podcast, where I'm trying to, or we're trying to extend the efforts of a uh, cross-disciplinary uh, think tank I, I, uh, I founded uh, many years ago called Kesera which basically uh, brought together scientists, artists, uh, academic thinkers, uh, sociologists, uh, uh, any various disciplines to reimagine the future and basically address uh, the core questions that we as, 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 as people uh, ask ourselves, has always asked ourselves and always will ask ourselves. Yeah. And, and seeing that from different, from different disciplines uh, and and so there's no real kind of like you know endpoint saying oh we need to come to a conclusion or a point. It's it's really the value lies in just having an open open talk and discussion uh, uh, around a topic. Uh, so so it's wonderful. We can uh, start start with you, uh, Victoria. Yeah, no, it's and, great to be here. And it's going to be these small one-to-one -one intimate uh, discussions uh, where this is the first one, and then we're going to do a series of these and. And I believe that the value in these podcasts probably won't uh, be uh, in, in one podcast by itself, but it'd be the tapestry it paints uh, mm. over, over a series of podcasts uh, is at least what I hope. Um, yeah, no, I'm, and sure, I'm sure it will. Hope so. And, and, uh, <laughs> and today's, uh, today's topic is about the rethinking uh, capitalism. Um, and I've been uh, been very pleased with the talks we've had uh, over the past uh, number of weeks, uh, which resulted in a, in a very good article that you wrote about Wikifactory uh, in yeah. Forbes. Uh, yeah. And I and I also loved what you uh, what your own takeaway uh, from those conversations were, which was about you know uh, if you really want to do a transformative uh, project or a business, what does it take? Uh, 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 to do that, and that ties very well into the talk topic about capitalism. Does capitalism, you know, really enable, encourage uh, uh, more uh, more systemic uh, ideas, or or is it very short term uh, thinking? But mm -hmm. but before we go into these topics, maybe maybe uh, you could uh, share a little bit about yourself uh, to our, our audience. Yeah, sure. And and also just to kind of pick up what you said about, you know, the article talking with, with you, um, you know, after finding out about Wikifactory and when we had the initial conversation, I was so fascinated. And I, like I said in the article that you brought up Max Weber as like one of the, when I said why, like I was asking, well, why do you want to do this? And I've never heard any other <laughs> startup say anything like that uh, or, you know, any other founder. So, make, and, um, make, and, make. Maybe we should uh, just uh, share what that was, right? Because uh, I mean, yeah, which was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, which was, you know, uh, talking about Max Weber, the very uh, famous uh, philosopher and sociologist that talked about the iron cage that every system is is locked into its institutional framework, uh, and and if you were to to make a change, you know, you would need you need to break uh, this iron cage. And that was the motivation for starting Wikifactory. Exactly, as you say, it was not about uh, studying a market niche or looking at you know uh, specific market opportunities, but really think a bit bigger. Yeah, and you know, and, and uh, so you know, my my story. I'll explain my story in a minute, but it comes 
what I love the last that year or so the last few years getting more into business is I've been thinking about like you know it's always this thing as a business you solve problems and you look at that and then it was always these and I'm not saying that's a bad thing all these small problems or niche problems and there's fantastic you know a lot of people doing fantastic work but what I love was you made me think about um something I've been thinking about which is why I want to talk about rethinking capitalism is like these bigger problems and and can you solve that at a business level and what that means um so that's why I really enjoyed digging in and, and writing about uh writing about with key factory and really thinking about that so uh, so thank you for the discussions as well um but I guess to explain what brought me here and brought to our conversation so I I think the pivotal moment for me was, so when I graduated, it was the financial crisis. So I originally studied history and I wanted to go into law. At the time I was really interested in like, um, I guess like justice and fighting for this, but actually I realized when I graduated in the financial crisis, it made me think of just how important economics was yeah. and, um, and how that can actually shape lives for the better or worse. Um, so I, I then like went through uh, tried a few different things but actually decided I wanted to then go from history to economics and then I went to the European Parliament after that and right. actually managed to work on the financial it was the committee for the financial economic and social crisis so oh, it was exactly that's right fascinating. it was oh, it was fascinating wow. this was like you know that when everything was happening in Greece when Europe was um it's going through another crisis um but it you know it, and it really helped me look at that and then i went on to do a, a master's in paris in economic policy but then there's another side of me both of my parents run their own business and they're self-employed and i've always been interested in business so i went back into consulting <clears throat> and then the last few years i started my own company oh huh? okay should i did i freeze a little bit um, I don't think so. I think you are just fine. Gonna... So, um, and then the last few years, I, uh, yeah, so I started working on my own company um, and then uh, and started writing for Forbes. So I was interested in, um, in like, from a non-tech female perspective, but then COVID came and that business ended and I started a whole new yeah. business, which is like inspired by the wall behind me, which was like about urban gardening. So I, I changed completely, but I really, started thinking about the role of kind of business and how business can be a force for good and have a positive social impact and yeah. it's in the last year that i've realized like bringing back bringing together my economics background <coughs> and my um business background is that actually I'm, the core question for me is like how to rethink economics yeah. and rethink capitalism and um and how we can improve that so that it has a so that we improve society eventually but i really think those are the core issues that's that's i think why i was so fascinated with your story and what has brought me here today uh, fantastic well i didn't know about this uh, committee that you mentioned actually now i'm a little bit curious uh could you mm -hmm. share maybe some uh some of your learnings from that committee work that you participated in <clears throat> yeah um i it, it was a it was a while ago but it was um i think and this actually, I think, comes back to um, a question, you know, a core question um, with capitalism, like what's gone wrong um, and why isn't it working? And I think during that time in the European Parliament and looking at the crisis, it was all these questions of, um, you know, like 
with the financial crisis, how much support should the state give? What support should be given to? Should it be given to companies? Should it be given to people? Right. Should it be given to countries? And um, what's the right kind of, you know, the support? How do we, in what way do we intervene? In what way do we let, you know, like leave yeah. things yeah. to work? And then also a question of what's the real impact of when you have like massive banks fail. You know, we looked a lot as well at how that impacts everyday lives. And that was partly why I was there actually, because, you know, I'd gone from uh, graduating previously, you had this idea you could kind of choose what job you wanted no. and then graduating and realized that there weren't the jobs there. And even now, you know, I feel so sorry for anyone graduating or coming out now um, because I, I know the job market is just going to be so difficult. And that's part, you know, with a health crisis, which led to economic crisis. So I think those were the, the core issues that came up um, and obviously on a, on a European level as well. But um, yeah, that it, it helped start the question of what what's gone wrong with capitalism, actually. It's interesting that, that there was at the same, it was also the same time. So I have to feed the uh, fire. The fire yeah, it's very important. <laughs> I feel very jealous that I have a fire. Um, um, I should. Oh, free. So actually, it was around the same time that uh, my my co-author and I, uh, my co-author Adam Arvidsson, who is now a professor on the, uh, at the University of Naples, um, uh, Adam Arvidsson. Um, it was also about the financial crisis that where where we published our book, uh, the the ethical economy, uh, which which the tagline was, uh, you know, rethinking um, uh, the economy after a, a values crisis. So we call it a values crisis, because the way we interpreted the financial crisis was that 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 the big issue was there was a disconnect between price and value. So basically, what the pri what the market is pricing. And what we people value, right? Uh, and and that and that and that has become more and more important because uh, I think globally uh, people have become more and more educated, uh, and therefore starting to be, want more and more meaningful jobs, right? Yeah. And more meaningful yeah. life as such, right? Yeah. And uh, and 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 when when suddenly. Uh, the let's say the financial markets or the commercial markets, you know, were still thinking in the old neoliberal way where this is all just about price competition, right? Make things more effective, like cheaper, maybe get a bigger market, uh, and then you know just produce products that uh, that that you then market to people, you know, through advertising and commercials, and then they want it, right? Well, that didn't really work anymore, right? Because you know people actually started to to know uh, what 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 they want based on their values, not what a, a company says that they that they should want, right? And uh, mm -hmm. so suddenly there was this disconnect, uh, which was which you know was a much more fundamental, I think, reason behind that 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 crisis that really created a shift. And therefore, we we saw a a uh, you could say uh, because the neoliberal model couldn't capture what capitalism what what value was today. Because in that, it's all about, uh, you know, capital is all about, you know, uh, machines, right? Like, you know, you, mm. you invent the assets of production, okay. right? Um, and it's more about pro uh, productive time. So how much more productivity can you get uh, per, per hour out of these machines or people working, right? That's the traditional model. But... But of course now uh, they didn't really capture where value happened today, where it became more intangible, right? Uh, so I think two thirds or more 
of of of, uh, of value created today is uh, are based on intangibles. If you look at the market valuation of companies, then the tangible assets is is maybe twenty percent of the market value, right? Uh, and therefore, we saw suddenly uh, academia trying to figure out, okay, how can we name these new assets so we saw the rise of social capital right you know of um, cultural capital of human capital right and and in our book uh, we introduced something called the ethical uh, capital but i can explain that uh, later but that's how how we so it's actually at the same time we we decided to write a book uh, 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 the ethical economy and so that's interesting no, so, but um, so I am. Um, when you talk about intangible value, or like you know, with a concrete case of a you know a company, are you then talking about like brand perception? Is that, or is it like you know confidence? Is is that what you mean by the intangible asset? Yeah, intangible value is, is uh, typically captured by the brand. Uh, so it's about the brand value and 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 what. What, and, but it's not only uh, brand value, it's also uh, innovation uh, capacity uh, and uh, you know, uh, the, 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 the networks. But, but, uh, but, but if we take the brand value, that's interesting, right? And this is where, where we said that the system is broken now because when two thirds of, of a value is intangible and you don't have any, any way to really measure it, like scientifically measured uh, okay. or accounting wise measuring it. Uh, so for example, if you looked at the, all the companies out there uh, uh, trying, to, um, uh, trying to account for brand value, then, okay. then there, were, there would be up to 400 times difference between one company to another company evaluating it. So different metrics, different you know, methodologies to do it. So it's totally irrational. Uh, how you actually started to to price, you know, this intangible uh, value, and that was, you know, why it, why that market became irrational and, and crashed uh, uh, at the end uh, because there's no objective mm -hmm. measure, you know, for intangible value. It's only the financial markets that that set it, right? Um, and that, and that's it. So accounting wise uh, or scientific wise, there's no real agreed uh, measurement of it. So another thing that I think has gone wrong with capitalism, which I want to kind of bring into that, mm -hmm. is I feel that there's this, that, you know, I feel there was either a misinterpretation or this myth around the invisible hand, yes. and that we over-rationalised over economics, um, but that like, so actually we kind of thought, oh, we've got to just, like, you know, like, laissez-faire, leave, leave it to it, but actually what you've said there about, well, you know, if you're supposedly rational, but you've got differences, um, and kind of brings back to this irrationality of how we perceive things. I'm curious what you think about kind of how we, um, or, you know, this idea of the invisible hand and actually yeah. if that's worked yeah. or, or not. Yeah, that's yeah, interesting that you mentioned that uh, because uh, in, our, in our book, uh, we, we question the, the invisible hand in terms, yeah. because the invisible hand is, is, is the price mechanism, right? Um, and uh, that that uh, that allocates the, the resources, um, and uh, and we because uh, there's this new values explosion, you could say um, uh, that that market mechanism uh, doesn't really uh, make sense uh, so much uh, anymore. So we introduced mm -hmm. a, a term called the general sentiment. Uh, and said the, 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 the general sentiment, general sentiment, general sentiment mm -hmm. saying that 
saying that probably because of social technologies, you know, for the first time in history, we actually know what people value, right? I mean, which is a historical feat. I mean, uh, until, until today, you know, in, in history, it would always be somebody interpreting what people value, right? Whether it's the church in the old days, you know, or, or political parties or the financial markets, right? It's always been an immediate uh, trying to uh, to assess, you know, what what is value, right? And for the first time, because of social technologies, we actually do know what people value, right? Uh, we, we, you know, through the likes, you know, through the rating, through the conversations and all this for the first time. So actually, what we were arguing is like, you know, why don't we have actually uh, something called the general sentiment where we, where we, where we, uh, where we actually uh, capture how people value the different assets, you know, how people value uh, Apple uh, or uh, value a, a cultural product uh, as well, because we can actually capture it today. Um, and that's, we, we claim, is actually a much better valuation system because it's aligned, it aligns, you know, uh, the price value uh, problem that was before, because it's based on, on, on what people themselves feel about this company or this product or, or, or this cultural, you know, uh, experience or whatever, mm -hmm. right? So, so there will be no longer a disconnect uh, between uh, price and value. So, so, so I think, and, and, and we have seen movements in that direction. Um, so, for example, I, I remember some years back, there were some, uh, some uh, retail shops in, in, uh, in London, and I'm not sure that, that they, they still do that. But they had uh, the price of the, uh, the the item, and next to it they had the uh, the uh, basically the, the uh, Twitter. I mean the the number of likes uh, or Twitter sentiment to it, right? So uh, because that's how shopping happens today, right? It, it's very much a social validation of a product that makes you buy it. It's not the price itself, right? Because price is starting to you know. You know, in any case, uh, uh, level out because there's so much competition, right? Yeah. So what what really makes the buying decision is is the social validation. You know that you know your friends like it or like you know this is uh, trendy or cool or whatever. Uh, so that is starting. So this general sentiment is starting to guide the allocation of resources, meaning buying decisions, investment decisions, uh, uh, where people want to work, right? So. If, if you're a talent like yourself, you're not just going to a, a company because they pay you more. Uh, you go because you know, you're aligned uh, to the purpose of that company uh, or, 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 or the mission, the values that, that you stand for. So it's more that, that, that sentiment that will now allocate uh, these, these resources. So that's a new invisible hand, uh, you, can, you can say. Um, and, and then, but then do, do you also, you know, in that sense, in the invisible hand, what, what I think as well, though, is that we do need, I guess, what would we call the market intervention, regulation, whatever you say about it, mm -hmm. in that I think, and I'm intrigued by this general sentiment idea, but I'm worried that it's like a, a new, it's a, it's a new kind of invisible hand, which is also mm -hmm. unfair. Yeah. So do you do you think that like you'd leave that by itself or do you still think you'd need kind of governmental regulation to come in and and shape shape capitalism in some way 
No, I, I definitely, I definitely believe that that uh, that that you need an intervention when when you want to make a, a like say big infrastructure you know, projects uh, yeah. and, uh, uh, and and more systemic transformations of industries. Uh, you need you need a different horizon. Uh, you need a thirty-year, fifty-year horizon, and and. And this is, but but this is where there's an institutional problem in in in, uh, in Europe, for example, where where we are right now. It's always been been the issue that that uh, that governments they are they're elected like every four or five years, so their their horizon is very short, right? right? Whereas you actually do need, if you need to have high speed railworks across Europe, because that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's a thirty year project, and we'll cost you know many many billions right um and and not that many politicians want want to during their tenure uh, raise taxes in order to fund this right and and that's an institutional weakness between the political system and and the economic system where when you need to make these transformative projects uh, it it's 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 inherently uh, difficult uh, because of the political system uh, yeah. but but I think the the response, you know, uh, and, and the development we've seen in the past decades is uh, is then the public-private partnership uh, model. I mm. think which is the way to to uh, to uh, make up for that uh, like issue here. So so where where I mean whereby the the private interests uh, can co-fund uh, together with with with, with government these uh, larger large infrastructure projects uh, and that that's at least one model right to to uh, overcome this issue i believe yeah no definitely um i guess is that so it's, it's interesting i feel so in terms of capitalism and what's gone wrong um i also for me i also though think about um it's like the social side, mm. yes, the social aspect, which is another important one. And I hadn't really, I mean, I have thought about it before, um, but I haven't thought about that long-term dissonance for a while. And yeah. I mean, that is certainly an issue. I think, um, uh, I mean, in, in the UK, you know, we've got this ongoing question of high-speed rail, which right, is yeah. just like yes, yes. always back <laughs> and um, But I, I'm, I'm also intrigued, um, and, and like you said, I think, you know, the point is we've all just got lots of questions and we'll forever be asking questions and, and all we can do is, um, is kind of do the best we can answer them in our lifetime and then hand those questions on to the next generation yeah. so they can keep asking and improving. Um, but, you know, in terms of, um, on, the, on the more social side of what's gone wrong with capitalism, mm -hmm. um, I also think and I think this kind of maybe ties in with um, what you said about, um, you know, measuring impact and stuff. Maybe I'm wrong or kind of um, general sentiment, but is that we're measuring the wrong thing. And then that also means the wrong incentives are there. So you've kind of got this burst of inequality because we're just focusing on the money, but not necessarily where it is or what it's being spent on yes. or, you know, that it's it's actually improving well-being or health rather than yeah. just, you know, the time. No, absolutely. But that that is actually the idea behind the general sentiment, uh, because mm, because okay. because it's an aggregator or you know bottom up aggregator so to speak right so you care about let's say social issues environmental issues so that that shapes how you value 
know, things, right? The, the, the companies or, or, or public services or, 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 or what have you, right? So, so that's mm -hmm. your, uh, you know, reference, right? Uh, and and uh, so everyone has their, their various values, right? Uh, from which they would like to, to, uh, to do their buying decisions or be, be guided by. And, uh, and general sentiment, you can say an aggregate of these values, you know, horizons. Uh, so, so inherently it will have the social aspects, the environmental aspects, you know, the, uh, uh, the, the equity, you know, uh, you know, issues and et cetera in, in it, right? It's, it's already uh, uh, integrated into the, into the, uh, the index. Um, so, for example, I mean, let me give you an example. One one thought experiment my my co-author and I had, and and uh, and Adam, his called, uh, actually did it uh, or did a research project where he worked with, uh, I, I believe it was Malmo, the Swedish uh, city Malmo ah, yeah. um, um, a municipality, and said, what if instead of when we do, uh, for example, uh, cultural, uh, where the public funds are supporting cultural activities today you know typically it would be a committee right of of renowned cultural you know uh, personalities they the, the the public funds let's say is 100 million right uh, and they need to decide you know uh, people can apply right you know and and you know and then they they allocate and they have that maybe a 10 year for one year or two years and it can get changed and typically, right, uh, what happens is that it's only a few people again deciding, you know, where, you know, what what cultural uh, events uh, are worth uh, supporting, which you know often happens to be, let's say, you know, royal theatre and the ballet, right, you know, and, and you know some and some established names within the art cultural world, you know, that that have the track record, and not that many funds goes to. To the uh, to the more experimental, like up and coming, uh, uh, you know, uh, artists and and, and, and etc. So so the experiment was saying, well, what what if we started allocating these public funds based on general sentiment, meaning that 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 if if in a city like like Melbourne, people just love this street artist. No, he's not part of an institution. He doesn't have a uh, you know he doesn't have a company registered or anything, right? But you know, people are tweeting about this guy, right? You know, and and you know, uh, uh, talking about this guy on, on Facebook and and etc. Says like he's he's amazing, right? Um, um, and that that starts to count, right? So if if compared to how how much uh, positive like like you know social capital he, he I mean he's building in in Malmo compared mm. to to a more traditional uh, uh, like art gallery or, 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 or what have you, right? Then, then, uh, then it will be automatically, you know, allocated, I mean, to those cultural projects that actually are creating uh, positive sentiments, right? Where people really feel this is, this is cool. This is, this is really inspiring and, and, and et cetera, right? Um, so, so, so that's just a thought experiment and, 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 and he did some research in Malmö and, 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 and tested, I think, a, a, like, like a bit there. But of course, politically, it's very difficult to, uh, to implement uh, because people would like to control uh, funds like this. But I do think as a, as a thought experiment, it, it does make sense because it, 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 it enables you know, people who are outside the radar of the, of the, the traditional institutions to suddenly you know, appear on the radar because the general sentiment is it's cool what they're doing. Right?
and therefore should get funding. Yeah, no, um, I mean, I love this. I, I you know, I'm, I, you know, I've been looking a lot more into kind of citizens' assemblies and things like that, which mm. I guess is a, a, a more structured way of, of yeah. um, gathering that or different ways of um, I'm doing that. And I, I think, and especially now, I think you're right with like social technologies or technologies. There's a there's a way of um, gathering sentiment in a which we couldn't do before, which I think hasn't caught up in politics. And yeah. sometimes actually I think about, you know, like when you're developing a tech product, you're kind of looking at the different features that you want to choose. And yeah. then you have like, you know, all your customer feedback of what is the most important. And there's all these systems that these tech, you know, or that you probably use of choosing Same. that. But yet when it comes to policy and politics, that hasn't been implemented of like a kind of a mass, you know, uh, you know, trying to say, you know, what are the most important things to you or trying to measure yeah. what has a real impact. Um, because I mean, if you say the old, the old way of doing it, and like, uh, which is also typically with, with the General Assembly and, and, and etc., is to do petitions, right? So, oh, yes, so, when, so, yeah. so you do, so you try to get, you know, lots of people to sign a petition, right? And then true. the politician will suddenly listen and they might then do something, right? Or allocate something. So this is, you could say, just a modern, modern and more, you know, um, uh, yeah, smart way of doing petitions, right? Uh, yeah. The, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, and, and it, no, it's a very good point. And, and then we still have that. But I think almost like there's also this thing of like petitions are almost, over and I you know I think they're great and important but are there also what about the everyday life things that it's just about gathering yeah. feedback or thinking about um how to implement you know even smaller policies that build up um but it's something yeah. I've thought about yeah. for, for yeah. um the only thing yeah. is though with general sentiment and this which and I, I know I need to read your book I definitely have to I admit I haven't yet but I, I definitely to. want to <laughs> yeah, yeah no um it's, it's on my reading list then. um but um is that uh, when it comes to, you know, like, and I understand maybe what you're saying is Jen, like taking it from, you know, uh, different different areas of gathering or different ways of gathering general sentiment. Um, but is that there are two things that when it comes to social media, there's a lot of people, you share the happy side, mm. but you don't, you you know, you hide all of the, the difficulties, the failures. And, you know, Definitely. and even now during, during COVID, it's like, you know, where I've lived is seeing so many people who, yeah, I'm horrified by the fact that some people can't even put food on the table. Um, yeah. You know, go, you know, yeah. are just struggling to pay rent, etc. And then find out that there are consultants being paid, you know, yeah. so much a day yeah. for a government, you know, a government yeah. app which isn't even working. But and what, what, whatever it is, but there's a definite inequality which has been highlighted yes. there. So how do you then? How do you gather that and make sure that those voices are heard when actually we also in a society that sometimes wants to hide what's going wrong and your failures? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. But I don't think they're well, your think, failures. I mean, That's I think, a whole different discussion. But yeah, but I think in the UK there's a very good example, right? With a uh, with a footballer, uh, it's a Rashford. His his name oh, is yeah, Rashford, yeah from yeah. from uh, from Man U, I guess. Uh, that that suddenly took took that issue uh, at heart, right, and started to do uh, because of his his uh, massive uh, public profile, managed then to to get the government right to to support was it school it was school meals right you know for for yeah. Free school meals during the holidays during, during yeah. COVID where they couldn't yeah. Um, uh, so of course uh, so again this is a, another example where where 
again, it's Jamal sentiment, right? Happening, right? It's uh, now it's a public, uh, you know, a public profile that that uh, manages to get uh, his his I don't know hundreds of thousands of, of followers, right? To to uh, to 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 gather support around. You know, we need to do something about this, right? And then and then and then something is done, right? But the other, the other, the other way is, of course, uh, social, social entrepreneurship, um, right? Which, which, uh, which I, I believe in very, very strongly, right? Um, uh, and I think social entrepreneurship uh, is is basically uh, becoming the the mainstream, generally, even for for big business. Um, mm-hmm. And and maybe a bit before we go into this topic. Uh, which is basically about the purpose of of, of business. Uh, maybe yeah. we should have a little uh, little drink. Um, um, <laughs> yeah. I, so yeah. so I feel a little bit uh, uh, thirsty now. Um, so I'm gonna pour myself a little glass of wine if that's okay. I don't know what of you course. feel like. Of course, I think uh, I'm I'm gonna stick with, with a cup of tea because it's uh, the middle of the day here. Although uh, you know, a nice glass of wine sounds lovely. Great. So excuse um, me for five seconds. This, this cup I got from Sweden um, and it was this um, moment where you get the conversion rate wrong right and I stupidly thought it was one pound fifty and uh, so my boyfriend was like oh should we get two of them I was like let's get four <laughs> and then we walk out and um and then uh, I was like oh that's great he's like yeah that cost us 60 pounds you know I was like, oh god <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but so uh, this is very nice very nice mug oh, cheers. Uh, so cheers cheers mm. yeah so in terms yeah. of the purpose of of um of business i mean just to build on what i what i what I just mentioned uh i do feel that there is a a shift it's a shift that has been been happening over 30 years right at least or is it 40 years now mm-hmm. um where what started as as uh, window dressing from big businesses, right? In terms of uh, they needed to show, right, that they they cared about, let's say, the environment or social issues, uh, and they started have to see CSR uh, programs, right? That that was just basically on the side of the business. It was not it was not really transforming the business itself, but it was it was it was something they 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 did uh, on the side, uh, which was more PR and and. Uh, uh, related, uh, it feels now that that uh, that that for most businesses they they have transformed and and made it their purpose, right? Um, the the actual they know that 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 the world has changed and people's uh, people's wants you know have <clears> changed <throat> and uh, and also because the world is so connected now, uh, they 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 have to. Uh, you know, uh, be be able to have an impact in 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 real terms, right? Because otherwise, people are too smart yeah. now, too connected, right? So, so uh, so 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 it does feel that 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 uh, that that purpose-driven businesses are are the future, and which started with social like social entrepreneurship, right? Uh, like like yeah. originally. Uh, and now feel it feels like it's becoming more and more mainstream. But I don't know how 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 you see it. Uh, yeah, I think what I, I have been thinking. Well, obviously, I've been thinking a lot about this. This is my my new new passion, or it's something yeah. I think has been a long time. But 
you know, as a historian, though, I do think that we have had this before, like, you know, philanthropy is probably what you called it before. Yeah. And, and I think yeah. about, you know, the great industrialists who built um, all these towns that had, you know, to make sure that people had access to parks or to like have good housing. But I think that I think now that I think you're right, though, there has been this trend back in, which was originally window dressing. Um, but then now we've got this series of crisis, which really means that actually this is no longer a nice to have. This is like has to change. So whether it's from you know the economic, you know, a series of economic crisis and growing inequality, it's like even if you look at um, you know the, the difference of CEO pay. Yeah. Um, and I, and I, you know, I think it's yeah. in the States, it's like, there's a massive difference, you know, about 30 years ago, it was, a, you know, that the, the CEO was only paid about, I think it was 30 times more than the average worker. And yeah. now it's like 300 times more. Yeah. So this, you know, this talk of inequality um, uh, is real and has a real impact and is something which Absolutely. has shifted. So there's a real economic crisis there of kind of the, this, this difference. Then there's also the environmental crisis. You know, we're realizing we're getting closer and closer to the point of no return, and a whole new generation yeah. are, are tuned into that. And it's their absolute goal to kind of make sure that we we don't make you know we don't wait until it's too late. And now, of course, we've also got the you know COVID, this health crisis. Yeah. Um, so I think now, I think you're right that there's a general sentiment in the sense that it's changed from being window dressing to actually new people who find meaning and, and purpose in in what they do and that's why it's more important not only yeah. for company people to work there but to kind of create and I think there's this push but also yeah. that we have no choice we have no choice mm. yeah. um, if, if if businesses don't do something we yeah. um, will be in yeah, I mean, I think the crisis uh, have definitely been uh, been been a quite quite key component because always raises uh, awareness and it and it uh, and it makes it very real for you know for 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 most people. Uh, but I also do think that 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 you know going back to uh, to uh, to uh, to the dear old uh, Max Weber um, yeah, that you yeah. know to to change that iron cage right. Which is regulations uh, like the policies, the the tools, you know, uh, basically all all the aspects that makes up the system uh, does take time, right? So so even 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 uh, even you know, I mean, let's let's assume that 30 years ago, that uh, that companies actually were serious about saying, okay, let's let's transform my entire production system into a renewable energy uh, led, uh, you know, fueled. No production you know, uh, system. Then, then simply it was not possible. You no, know, back then there was not the, the innovation, the, the technology was not there yet. Uh, yes, you could, you know, find some windmills here and there and some solar panels, right? But, but it was not uh, the 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 price or the cost was just too high, right? To 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 make sense, right? Whereas there's a there has been an explosion of innovation over the past, especially the past twenty years. Uh, where where a lot of these uh, good intentions now actually are feasible, right? Um, so so that's also part of the picture, right? That that now you you can. There's absolutely no excuse, right? Not not to uh, switch to renewable energies because they are as cheap as 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 uh, the, the the fossil fuel uh, led ones. Uh, yeah. I'm just to take one example, right? Uh, 
so, so it's both. Uh, I think these crises that that increase the awareness. It's it's as you also said, right? That people are much more educated now. Uh, you know, they you know they they have grown up in a different uh, world, right? So they. They, uh, they expect something else uh, from their lives. And then it's also innovation, right? That we now have the, 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 the technologies to make it feasible. And also that we're starting, you know, to have some regulation and, and policies that actually support it. Right? But it's been long, long time coming, right? And it's only been through, these, uh, through this uh, strife uh, for, for 40 years, right? You know, of, uh, of people uh, highlighting the the issue right? and and uh, people writing about it and cetera, right? but it's taken, it takes a long time to change the system um, and yeah I do feel we are we are we are on the way. Yeah, no, definitely. I think um, what what you were talking about that made me think um, kind of about uh, gosh too, too many thoughts. I'm trying to <laughs> it's like, like right I'm and you see yeah, I've got a pencil in hand because as we're talking, I was like, I had uh, you know, old-fashioned pencil to make notes because um, I was so, so intrigued. Um, but uh, you're right, I think. And, and I guess I was thinking about, you know, with Wikifactory, as you said, like, because of innovation now with um, what, what is an uh, the, you know, additive manufacturing or, you know, 3D printing, this, it opens yeah. up a whole set of doors, or as you said, with re, um, renewables or other things as well. Um, but then, and, and I think there's definitely a shift of companies. I've got, I think I've got two questions in mind. One is like, one is when it comes to a, a business, um, what, like, should we be looking more at how do we help companies solve these big issues? Like, you know, like yourself, oh, that's a good fire. That's a very yeah, good that was, fire. That was very effective, huh? <laughs> <laughs> This is, so party trick. I mean, this is a little party trick I always do. <laughs> yeah, so like while we're discussing the burning issues of today. But is, uh, you know, sh should businesses be solving these problems or should it mm. just be, you know, and I think there should be a mix. I think there should be some that focus more on solving problems and some which should just have more sustainable practices. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. my other question is, do we have the right incentives in place in terms of like, you know, shareholder value to make more people shift towards social entrepreneurship? Mm. Yeah. What is yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, do, feel, I do feel the, the, the era of, of, of companies that, that are just focused on, uh, on consumption, whether it's, you know, product consumption or media consumption, you know, eyeball uh, consumption or uh, tactics uh, is, is uh, in, in decline. Uh, it feels that there are more, more companies that, that, that now are becoming the new unicorns that are actually transforming things. One thing is, of course, Wikifactory ourselves, uh, what we're doing, but you can see in the logistics uh, field, for example, there's a lot of startups in, in, in the logistics field that are uh, transforming how the logistics sector is, 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 uh, is, is running. Um, uh, and so, so feel, I mean, it feels like that 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 today to succeed, you need you. It's not uh, uh, no either or, right? It is, 
you use you use uh, business and 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 demand, you know, as the driver for impact. Um, so, which is also always a little bit more, um, yeah, powerful uh, because it can scale that impact compared to if it was purely philanthropic, for example, right? Um, so, so, so I believe these startups are, are quite, quite, quite strong to, to drive uh, impact. Um, but you know, for government, uh, government still plays a very, very big role in 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 infrastructure uh, projects. Uh, as I, as I mentioned before, and this is not just about a railway aspect, but it, 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 it can also be about the financial system or the social system or the production system, uh, what have you, uh, the infrastructures behind there. So, so for example, in the production system, uh, you know, in, in, uh, in the area that I'm engaged in, um, government could play a much, much bigger role in transforming those industries that are very, you know, uh, archaic in, in its practices today. And the government vision, you know, which came from Germany is the industry 4.0, right? Saying, okay, we need to now transform industry 4.0, uh, also uh, transform the production industry and make it much more uh, digitized um, and therefore much more flexible, agile, efficient, and et cetera. Uh, and they are giving funds, right? They are supporting uh, manufacturers, you know, to to make that uh, transition. Um, uh, so personally, I think Industry 4.0 is is not the the, the right way. I mean, it's definitely uh, you know the the road. Right direction. Uh, but 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 as you know, uh, you know, we 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 in fact believe more uh, adding a social vision uh, to the same what we call the Internet of Production. So uh, opening up the access to the production system for anyone, right? But 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 no matter whether it's internal production or industry 4.0, uh, their government has shown, especially in Germany, have shown right uh, that they they can play a role in transforming an, an industry, right? So by giving uh, by giving support and doing a lot of getting the universities to do a lot of you know R and D uh, programs you know, around uh, this this concept. Uh, and I believe yeah, this is what government should do much more proactively around any issue, whether it's the social systems or, or, uh, or, or, or the financial system, whatever, whatever needs to transform, uh, the government uh, should have a vision like Industry 4.0, right? That's a vision uh, for the future. Uh, yeah. and, and that's what I feel is lacking from, from government and actually having a vision, right? Saying this is direction. Right. So, you know, for for the financial system, if we're transforming that, this is direction. And now now we are we are we are supporting, encouraging any player, right, to to help and support towards that direction. And that's what I feel is the government's role. The yeah. Um, and I that helps me think about this point as like incentives. So I think um, and, and, you know, this kind of shareholder value, like this shareholder value for is thinking, was that the right thing? But I think what you've made me think about is that, yes, for some companies or for a lot of companies that will, you know, get, you know, have a big shareholders, that, that does take over in some sense. But actually the key is, I guess what we've talked about all this time, nothing of this happens in a rational vacuum. It's all about, you know, like whether it's government incentives from, you know, like what, yeah. whether it's like grants, whether it's making something easier, whether it's about, as you said, making sure the R&D is there or whether it's about getting more people or more women to be in STEM technologies or whatever, it then shapes what that, that vacuum. So 
I, I, you know, when it comes to shareholder value, I think that's an arc old, personally, I think that's an archaic way of, yes. kind of measuring success of a company. No, sure. But I think, yeah. I think what you've made me think is that there's, there's so much more or reminded me there's so much more in shaping, uh, in shaping the direction of that company um, and that, that governments do play a role, I guess, as do, as do customers. Um, yeah. and, and I guess yeah. that comes back to the thing about general sentiment as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I guess we should uh, stop at this for today. Uh, uh, I guess we've been speaking for almost an hour now. Um, and uh, yeah, the time is flying. I re re realized, like, uh, I just lost track be, of time. Absolutely, that's uh, how how it goes when you're with spirited uh, uh, people like yourself. So, uh, but but this is just one one out of uh, many podcasts, and I hope we we, we can uh, the two of us can continue the discussions uh, going forward. Uh, we are, as as you probably uh, probably aware of, uh, we want to do a number of these uh, podcasts with uh, different topics. Reefing capitalism is a very big topic, so we'll definitely have uh, more more episodes about this, and it'll be great to continue our discussion. I think we only you know, started our discussion uh, uh, right now. <laughs> it's just the service. Totally. And, uh, and, and, uh, but we're also planning to do like, uh, like exactly the other systems, like rethinking you know, the financial system or rethinking the production system, rethinking social systems, uh, and etc. Um, so stay tuned, and I hope you'll engage uh, going going forward. Um, so I, I would uh, I would love to. Uh, well, first of all, I'm very intrigued into you know as you said this tapestry um, of of what all these different thoughts, and I, I love that you've brought or you're bringing together people from different backgrounds, and uh, it reminds me very much of kind of this you know French salon discussions, but I think which is all about the enlightenment and realizing that there's many perspectives on on one issue so i'm very excited okay. about that and if you you know I, I would love to chat again as i say i think we've just touched the surface so i'm very happy to explore more and um, but I'm, I'm very intrigued to hear what, else, what other great conversations you have great thank you victoria and Thanks very thank much. you for and thank you for any listeners uh, out there uh, i hope uh, this has been a good start and uh, looking forward to seeing you uh, in the next episodes Thank you.